Hello and welcome to Cocktails and Roses. I'm Osha Ginsberg. That's Alicia Aitken-Radburn. How are you this week, Leish? I am great and I am excited to get into these bumper two episodes. There were superheroes, there was adventures, it was all happening and there was the bomb of all bombs once again on The Bachelor. We had a revisit from the third letter of the alphabet. I am just thinking of any Americans watching this show like this second episode this week. Honestly, I hope some people at home have been playing some drinking games because they will be toasted. If you haven't watched episodes three and four of The Bachelor Australia, season nine, Jimmy's season, pause right now, go and watch those episodes and we'll be back to spoil the pants off it right after this. Alicia, we kicked off episode three, Jimmy on a boat. I mean, the classic bachelor waiting for a date on a dock. I mean, does it, it doesn't get better than that. Oh my gosh. Like while me and Glenn, <laughs> while me and Glenn were watching this episode, the whole time he was just running me through, like he saw that boat and he was like, he's a boat person. He was like, whoa, that is just like. That's a beautiful boat. First, he was like, that's got to be like a $200,000 boat. Whoa. And then he's like watching it glide through the water and he's like, no, 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 no. That's got to be a $300,000 boat. So Glenn was thoroughly entertained. And I think that Ash was impressed too. Well, for me personally, like I just love, I don't know, I just have a thing for the, um, the inner monologue while she or he wanders along a dock waiting for a boat to arrive to whisk them away. I love those moments on The Bachelor. It's classic Aussie Bachelor. It's fantastic. And he whisks Ash away, playing a very dangerous game of how old do you think I am? I was, I mean, I was as surprised as Jimmy, to be honest. Like she, I would have thought she was 26. I was, I'm, look, I dig Ash. I love how confident she is. I I love that she challenges Jimmy and she meets him. Like the power and energy that she brings to the situation is one that kind of meets his, which I was in, I was, I thought that was actually pretty cool. Um, he takes her to one of these fantastic little nooks and or crannies that Sydney seems to have. He's like, where on earth is that? You know, it's a spot called the basin. Was that chemistry? You reckon that was chemistry? Oh, absolutely. And I think what I'm really loving about this year's season of The Bachelor is that, one, we're getting to see more of the girls. I I feel like we're getting more opening packages than ever before. I mentioned it on last week's episode. Mm. And I really love to get to know Ash and her dancing background. But even more importantly, I feel like, And this is not taking away from our previous seasons, but I think that sometimes on some single dates, and I wonder if this is testament to the fact that perhaps, you know, once we get to the edit booth, if there hasn't actually been much genuine conversation, it's kind of hard to work with. So you're sort of left with this like, I'm loving to getting to know you. This is really nice. And it's all very surface level. Mm -hmm. And you know, again, it's testament to Jimmy as a bachelor that we're getting these really substantial conversations that I haven't noticed so much in previous seasons. Like Ash is very vulnerable sharing that she had a blood clot and she wanted to be a flight attendant. 
and she flew and it resulted in a lot of pain for her. It burst into her lungs. Nearly killed her, yeah. So I'm loving these conversations, Osha. What are you thinking? I agree with you. I mean, in previous seasons, uh, you know, every TV show has its dials, all right? There's there's sometimes, it's like when you're making a recipe, you're like, ah, I made my... You know, I particularly, I make a chili, cheesy, vegan, gluten-free, chili, cheesy sauce, and sometimes I put a little too much salt in it. Sometimes I put a little too much chili in it. Sometimes I put a little too much soy milk in it. Sometimes it's too creamy. And so every season, you know, they kind of dial up and down the ingredients. I am absolutely loving knowing more about the ladies because, frankly, it just makes me care. Exactly. I'm invested. Yeah, and I, you know, my eldest, she's a dance kid and, you know, I know the relationship that she has with her dance teachers. You know, she's been doing Zoom dancing as every kid has over the last year or so. And so to see that moment, it was like, oh, I know who this person is. You know, I don't, I haven't met Ash more than, you know, just here or there at a group date, but like I know, oh, all right, she's the kind of woman that, that she runs, you know, she can hold down a whole room of, of excited kids and she's got that ability to emotionally connect and invest them in these, you know, tricky moves and things like that. Right, she's dedicated her life to this. Right, I understand the kind of person that she is. And that really means that when I'm watching the two of them interact, I'm there with her. I'm like, come on, I get what you're saying here. Like you wanted this thing, you couldn't have it. You you, you love dancing, you love moving. And, you know, you, you get a lot out of interacting with the kids. You want kids of your own. Whoa. All right. I'm in. Let's go. Let's see the two of you make this happen. And that I'm really grateful that they've dialed that up this year. I, I, I really am. And it was nice to It was really nice to see as much as it was for the fantastic boat. What a, what a hull. What a gorgeous hull. Beautiful hull. Great shape on that hull. <laughs> Why did you see that? And I loved seeing, I loved seeing Jimmy dance as well. I thought that was, you know, a very quick, effective way to get their hips closer together. Doesn't mind getting his kit off, but crikey, if my rig looked like that, I'd get my kit off every five seconds too. Oh man, it's taking me back to like when I was in shape in Bachelor in Paradise. We are far away from that these days. <laughs> ah. But he's he was just like, oh my god, he's he looks like he's chiselled out of marble. It's just bananas. And we see it again when he when we go flyboarding. We went out, we went way out to uh, oh, it's far away, some far away place in Sydney. And it's essentially, have you ever done flyboarding? It's like a jet ski with no, it's like an off. It's a you stand on a platform and there's a tube attached to the platform that is essentially attached to a, a, a redirected jet ski. So you can't see it, but out of shot, there's an actual just a jet ski that someone's sitting on, revving the engine, and that's the that's the power source of the the water jet. Wow. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I like can't I I can't even conceive of how people invent these things either. They're like, oh, you know what's going to be fun? I'm going to attach this pump and then we're going to go straight up in the air. I was very impressed, one, by Jimmy's entrance. Did he do any practising before this or he was just naturally gifted? You know, on we have to we have to fill out an activity form before we go on The Bachelor and it, like, tells you what you're competent in. It's like, oh, lion dancing. Oh, yes, I'm an expert in lion dancing. Was Jimmy an expert in flyboarding? Because he nailed it. 
I think there's a few people that were, you know, the, whatever they'd done beforehand had lent them to be quite good at it. But yes. look, we want to make sure that everybody's safe, first and foremost. <laughs> we want to make sure that everybody, because we need everyone to make it all the way through. We need people to not fall on their faces or trip over or hurt themselves because we need them We need them for the show. So there's extensive safety briefings and there's extensive training and, th- you know, people get run through it and things like that. Like, this is how you work it. And like So the very first time they try it is not on camera, all right, because we want to make sure it's Maybe, maybe the secret behind the screen is like Jimmy actually did that entrance six times. Like, I don't know if you remember, Osha, but when Alex was uh, swimming into the bay in Fiji, Bachelor in Paradise last season. Oh, yeah. He swam. I was out on a date. Uh, You'd sent me on a date with three men. But Alex had swum that route for the cameras because we got to get the drone shot, of course. The poor kid had swum into Fiji's Bay like six times. It looks great. But Jimmy looked great. <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm sure it was the first time. There was a couple of fantastic superhero names here. I think they really all enjoyed, to be honest. They enjoyed it. Look, watching, being there on the day, they seemed to really dig getting into those you know, alternate characters. Carly with toxic positivity was pretty rad. That was pretty fun. Sierra wasn't too happy about that, was she? Oh, what was she? Professor Pisser. <laughs> I'm just like, I love that this, I was going to call it a challenge, but this group date is allowing these women to really show off their personalities. And I think my favourite had to be Jay, who was JJ, and her secret power was making everyone wet. We've really stepped up the 7.30 time slot. <laughs> We're just encouraging that parents have conversations with their children. That's all. What does that mean, Mum? Well, you can either ignore, either at a lake or, you know. <laughs> no, the sex positivity of this season is fantastic. We're all about it. We're really moving. We're bringing Bachelor into 2021. Jimmy had, on this episode, Jimmy had two dates with women who are both older than he is. Do you think that Jimmy is challenged by that? I think that because Jimmy is, you know, we've seen Jimmy to be quite mature already through this season. And, you know, for listeners who were listening to our last episode, he is like, he's just incredibly, he's mature. And I think that's really refreshing. And I think probably he is naturally also, also he's looking like he's made it pretty clear that he is ready for that next step in his life. He's looking for that person. And I think probably naturally the the women who are in their 30s are sort of at that stage as well. And I think in these situations, if you're a good judge of character, you can read pretty fast who's there. I don't want to say for the right reasons, but who are there. Do it. <laughs> who, who are there taking this process really seriously and are looking to find that person in their life as well. At the cocktail party... You know, let, let's bear in mind that at the first cocktail party, Jay won, she won. She received the um, the key to the business lounge, which meant that at a cocktail party, you can take him away and do what you want with him. She took that to mean tie him up and <laughs> take his clothes off and feed him oysters, which he didn't like at the end. But she did monopolize a lot of his time on the night. Like you, you get that rose or you get that, you know, the power rose, you get that advantage. And then it's like, what is it? Is a balance of, do I use it? Do I not use it? Do I, like, this is what I'm here for. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to connect with this person. Like, where's the line there? Look, I think that 
there's always that tricky balance. Like I do think as much as it's it's so easy for people to say like, oh, I'm just here for The Bachelor. But the fact of the matter is that you're living with all of these women that, you know, in the morning after the after the rose ceremony, you're waking up to another 18 women. You're not waking up to Jimmy. So you have to, I think, in order to make the whole experience, to also, you've got to be considerate of people. I thought in this case, Jay was, you know, it was unfortunate that they'd have had this little like gentleman's agreement at the cocktail party. But I think Jay was well within her rights. She's got this advantage. And I think that it is something like whether it's the business lounge or whether it's taking it back to Lockie's season, Charlie and the mud bath, there's always going to be women who are, the women are like actively thinking, I think particularly as you move through the show and the women realize, oh, you actually can, you can work with the producers if you have a great idea and you really want to create something and experience that will really show who who your personality is to The Bachelor. And I think as more and more women realise that, they get more creative. And so whether it's Jay in the business lounge or Charlie in a mud bath or whatever, there is always going to be a woman at the cocktail party who has really created something special that does capture The Bachelor's attention and it's going to be more than a 15-minute chat. What did you think about it? What do you think about negotiating mansion politics? It's a, it's a real tricky one, but look, I've... Over the years, I've seen, like, you're not there to make friends, you know? You're there to keep things cordial, but you're there to to meet someone and hopefully connect with somebody. I think that if you're still feeling it, if you're still still feeling it, if you're still into it, then you should go hell for leather. But the moment you're like, I'm not that into her, I'm not that into him, you should go and either walk yourself or, you know, take a moment and, like, just get out of the way and let someone else get in there. That's, That's the way I'd see it. It just seems the the right thing to do. You mentioned making you know a connection and making an impression. Chanel and Madison they did try, they did try, but they got their names whispered at the rose ceremony, and we said we said goodbye to them. We're going to take a little bit of a moment, and then we're going to get into uh, episode four. <laughs> What's the limitations on this podcast? What are we going to go with? See you next Tuesday. <laughs> Let's go there. We're going to ex- explore the the ways that one can use. <laughs> Words that begin with a third letter of an alphabet. Perfect. uh, The English alphabet right after this. This is Cocktails and Roses. I'm Washi Ginsberg. That's Alicia Aitken-Rudburn. If you haven't watched episode three and four, well, we're spoiling it like crazy right now. So in episode four, Alicia, we saw what I can only describe as this beautiful moment of, I've got to say, existential postmodern art of television referencing pop culture, which referenced television. It's like a sample of a sample of a sample. In Georgia Love's season of The Bachelorette, she took Maddie J out on Sydney Harbour and there was a, a shot lasted about four seconds of a woman on a stand-up paddleboard with like a big kind of schnauzer that stared straight down the camera as she paddled past. It became a meme and they even had a song, Surf Dog Bachelor, which was amazing. I am so honoured to say that I have actually seen Surf Dog Bachelor performed live. James Anthony and his band They performed it live at a Halloween party in Surrey Hills and 
I am, I'm just so happy. This is an auspicious day to see Surf Dog Bachelor return to the franchise. And how cute. I mean, not taking away from our previous Surf Dog Bachelor, but Billy, she's taken the role on very well. Yeah. The actual real life Surf Dog Bachelor, Jimmy's dog, Billy, classic move. Open the front door of the mansion, send a cute puppy in. Off you go. It's like landing at the beaches of Normandy. In you go, in you go. You soften them up for me and I'll come in up. It was fantastic to see in a real-life Surf Dog Bachelor, which then Surf Dog Bachelor ended up in the water. Say, okay, you're on a date with a, a Batch and Batch has got Batch's dog with him and you fall in the water, cold Sydney Harbour, there are sharks involved, and there's a dog in the water. Batch, paddles over to rescue dog first. How do you feel? Look, priorities, I reckon. I think it's fair enough. Uh, I... To be honest, I think that Holly should take it as a green flag that Batchy is, he's got his priorities straight. Holly will be fine. Billy needed to be looked after, I think. It was a beautiful moment. A bit cold and, and rainy, though. They did very well to, <laughs> to uh, get some romance happening, which was quite lovely. There was a, a, bit, of a, a bit of a smooch in the rain. Are, are smooches in the rain more romantic? Oh, absolutely. And I think that this, these two these two episodes have been quite triggering for past participants on Bachelor in Paradise because first we had Jay feeding uh, Jimmy oysters and those who frequent the series will remember Jules feeding me oysters in Bachelor in Paradise, which didn't end up too well. And now we've got Holly on a paddleboard having a romantic smooch in the rain with Jimmy which really gave me flashbacks to Jess Brody and Kieran sitting on that paddleboard and she described it as one of... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she, she described it as one of the rom- most romantic moments of her life. Yeah, I think she might reflect on that and <laughs> feel differently. But it is very romantic. Like, I'm feeling notebook. Oh, it was just gorgeous. Holly... Goes to Jimmy's bachelor pad. They had a long talk about marriage. They got straight into the deep stuff. She got a rose. Over you foods, no less. <laughs> they had a delicious cabanara and a probably a pinot, pinot noir, I'd say. You can't spell romance without <laughs> the word integration just silently whispered. Romantic integration. TV doesn't pay for itself. Surf dog bachelors are hard to film. There's camera boats, there's drones, there's gimbals. These things are expensive. And we'd like to thank you, Foods, for helping us pay for them. There was the, uh, I don't know if you've ever watched the film called The Shining. There's a, a great, spoilers, there's a great moment in The Shining that takes place in a topiary, kind of in a maze, a uh, garden maze. And we went to the southern highlands of New South Wales, which is kind of out of Sydney and up and high and cold and lovely. And there's a garden maze out there, which, you know, allowed me to throw some pretty fantastic puns in which I was happy about. I'm not going to lie. I felt, I talked about ringing Jimmy's bell. Okay. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> Look, I, I swear to God, like hand on heart, I did not mean anything by it. But at this point, the ladies have been away from the general public and, you know, whatever they do to keep their needs met over for a number of weeks by now. And so even just the mere mention of such a thing was enough to set things off. I then tried to mime, no ring a bell, but then I realised where my hand was. <laughs> it was real. It was perfect. It was, yeah. I didn't mean it to be that. 
I wasn't trying to make a wank joke, but I saw. Well, I think I think you really motivated all the women for the maze. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned The Shining. I'm like just imagining. Well, I'm to spoil it, Brooke getting to the middle of the maze and Jimmy being like, here's Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> All work and no play makes Brookie a dull girl. <laughs> well, I think Brooke was pretty, uh, she got through that maze very, very effectively. She was motivated. She was absolutely motivated. We've seen Jimmy and Brooke connect before. What was it like this time? I can't detach myself from Brooke being very... Brooke's a key front runner for me in this series. I just, from the get-go, from their first chat, I remember Jimmy said to her, do you believe in love at first sight? I actually can't remember how the conversation went, but just the mere fact that that was raised makes me think that subconsciously or consciously, Jimmy is thinking about love at first sight with Brooke being the object of his affections. And I just see their connection grow. My favourite thing about this chat was that Brooke shares that she's really into like medieval, (laughs) what's it called? It has a technical term where, you know, everyone dresses up. Cosplay. Oh, yeah, 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 cosplay. I think there's also a subset for just medieval times, but she's into it and I love that Jimmy embraced it. Like the Renaissance Fair thing, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Jimmy embraced it. He was so into the fact that she was into, like it's pretty it's pretty geeky, but I love people who just are into something. Yeah. It's attractive. It doesn't matter what it is. It's actually it's actually pretty it's actually pretty good. And the two of them connected pretty well. We then come to the cocktail party <laughs> where <laughs> Stephanie, who I dig, Stephanie, she's very, uh, she's a presence. Yes, yeah. That's how I'll put it. Stephanie, Stephanie's a presence and she's, she's not afraid to say what she's thinking. She's a, a streamer. She's a live streamer. So she, she does a very good job of verbalising uh, her monologue, uh, in a monologue, which is a thing that streamers kind of need to do, which is, you know, really quite good. And there's a moment on the couch <laughs> when someone says, you know, Jimmy's time was being kind of monopolised by someone. And Stephanie says, oh, what a <laughs> It was very offhanded. It was just like a, it slipped out. Yeah. It, it was a little bit of a slip. Now, so... As a as a, a straight, white, nearly 50-year-old man, I know how I feel about this word. Can I ask your opinion, Alicia? Because the way I look at it, there's kind of two fairly distinct camps here. Yes. Now, well, let, let's find out where you are. Look, I think it's really interesting, firstly, that you sort of contextualised who you are as a person that you know. I, I know that everyone will be shocked, but you're edging 50. And I find that interesting because I find that As I was growing up, when I was in my early 20s, I remember a few circumstances with my mum where, you know, she she heard like my friends or or myself just offhandedly use the term and she was pretty like horrified. And I think that the word has sort of generationally had a bit of a shift, but not also, not just generationally, but I also think that depending on the person, 
and, you know, how they sort of have moved through this world, they might have a different reaction to the, wo- the word. Yeah. Now, to unpack this situation, I've done a lot of thinking about it, taking your personal reaction to the word aside or, or even just acknowledging what your personal reaction is. My personal reaction to the word is I'm pretty unbothered by it. Like if I hear it in my day-to-day life, I'm not too fussed. But I do think that Steph using it in this context about another woman is not great. But I do think it's very interesting. Okay, this is where it all went wrong. Steph says she described herself as an advocist. (laughs) Interesting. Fusion of two words there. She advocates for the word which I think is fine. I'm in her camp as well. And I think that that's not necessarily a bad thing. Where she went wrong here is when you get caught in this situation where you've had a slip of the tongue, where you've said something that's, you've made a mistake. It's not good. You need to acknowledge it. Mm. And she's just done the amnesia. She's forgotten. She's done the, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Right, right. (laughs) And you can't do that. You need to be upfront. And she needed to say to Holly, God, yep, I effed up. I shouldn't have called you a C word. I'm really sorry. That was wrong. You can both be an advocate for see you next Tuesday and acknowledge that you made a mistake. Yeah. I I see where you're coming from. and, And you're right. The way I grew up, who I grew up with, the things that I was exposed to. There's words in the English language for me that are way worse, you know, rape, murder, torture, kill. Like these are horrible words that describe horrible things that you wouldn't want to happen to anybody. That's just a word. It's just a word and what we choose to make it mean, you know, and, and the way I grew up, it was a term of endearment, to be honest. It was a term of endearment. And that's, you speak to, cr- crikey, speak to any Irish person. Good Lord. <laughs> they get thrown out four times in one sentence. Yeah. So it is how you grew up. It is how how you relate to that word particularly. And I look, I agree with you. It's the, uh, yeah, I said a thing that I know is not great for some people. For me, it's fine. But I said, okay, and acknowledging that. Didn't help that we had five cameras on her at the time. But Jimmy, I don't know if it got back to Jimmy. Well, I don't think it did because as we saw in the rose ceremony, Steph remained and, you know, I think given that we didn't see a conversation this episode, I'm filling in the blanks and I'm thinking that that hasn't been communicated to Jimmy yet and I'm going to be interested to see. And, you know, this is where it really gets interesting because as we just discussed, people have personal reactions to the word and some people will be unfazed. I'm interested to see if and when it does get back to Jimmy, whether his issue will be he'll have an emotional reaction to the word being used or whether his bigger issue will be with the fact that Steph has not been accountable for her actions. And I'm very intrigued to see the implications of that. And I'm keen to see how Steph and Holly's relationship progresses because Far out, it has been tense, you know, with four episodes in and god damn, like they don't like each other. It's going to happen. You're going to find people in life that you disagree with and that is a, that's a part of life. That is how it works. Hannah and Tamlin did not receive a rose and they did take some time and they did say goodbye because I did ask them to. I said, I asked them, please, can you take some time to say goodbye? And they did. And we said goodbye to Hannah and Tamlin this episode. We're coming up to episode five and six next week. You can watch it on channel 10, 7.30 Wednesday. Also, 10play.com.au is uh, where you can watch it on Catch Up. 
And so I would just definitely recommend watch our catch up and then pop us in on the way to work or the way home from work. So you're ready to go, ready to go for next week. If you if you're not ready, just just let people know that we're here. And look, Osha, I suggest for our listeners, episode five coming up next week. I know I'm going to be charging a glass because I think that we may be hearing a couple more. See you next Tuesdays. <laughs> Really? Well then. I think so. But we will see we will see everyone next Thursday after they've watched the next two episodes. <laughs> we'll s- see you next Thursday also works. <laughs> I like it it's softer. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> Network 10 and Affiliate, 7.30 next Wednesday, template.com.au, Cocktails and Roses at a 10 Speaks podcast. If you missed last week's show or if you want to check out anything else about The Bachelor, find everything, Cocktails and Roses, 10 Speaks page. It's on Template. Alicia, have a fantastic week. In the words of Alicia Aiken-Radburn, see you next Thursday. <laughs>